This podcast is brought to you by Sales Fuel Hire, a platform to help companies hire smarter and flag 13 toxic employee types. Measure job fit, sales tendencies and motivators, decision-making abilities and empathy levels, and make your next hire your best hire. Try it now on salesfuel.com slash hire and use promo code MANAGESMARTER for $50 off your first purchase. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. You know the word impossible, Lee? It says something other than impossible. What does it say? It says, I'm possible. I'm possible. And our guest says, I'm possible and fulfilling your life's purpose comes out of the, you saying, it's impossible, it can't happen. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I hope you're intrigued by that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Audrey Strong, the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith. I'm the President and CEO of SalesFuel. And you know, the other thing before the show, we were talking about social media memes. And one of the memes I see a lot on LinkedIn is the one with the table, you know, it's got the pros and the cons, except it's divided up. Okay. If you know, this is what a manager does and this is what a leader does. And I think that that's something that we're going to talk a lot about today. That's right. Wynn Godbold is our guest today and you are in for a treat. Wynn, thank you for coming. Thank you all for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, we're happy to have you as well. Wynn is an independent certified John Maxwell leadership speaker, trainer, and coach, and she is a delight. You're about to find that out, everybody. Mm -hmm. She owns a training and development company named B Sharp and is the founder of the I'm Possible Lifestyle. Wynn helps business leaders turn goals that feel impossible into reality and is share with us, as we said, the very word impossible says, I'm possible. If you're already... Get onto Google. It's bsharp.us. B-E-E sharp.us. Like the buzz. The buzzer, like, yeah. like a buzzy bee and mm-hmm. wingodbold.com. W-Y-N-N-G-O-D-B-O-L-D. Win. Let's talk about I'm possible. Don't you love it? The very word impossible speaks to you and says, whoa, hold up. I'm possible. It, it's it's a lifestyle. It's really a lifestyle of being able to look at what you want. And I don't mean the comfortable, what seems appropriate stuff. I mean, really digging in and saying what I really want, what really lights my fire and taking that and turning it into your possibilities and actually into your reality. It's, it's, how do I know I need this? I, I'm in a rut or I'm feeling bad about myself or feeling unfulfilled. I know you talk about fulfillment, confidence, and new pathways can come out of this process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it starts with that really admitting it's not the 50 grand that I want. It's really the 250, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's not the dinghy. I really want the yacht. And so often people don't even admit what they want to themselves. And that's what keeps them stuck in their impossible ways because you can't move beyond that. But when you really dig into what I want, I want this promotion at work. I really want to make this impact. That's when we turn that word inside out and it becomes I'm possible. When you really dig into what your soul's purpose, sort of your spiritual DNA, that seed that's planted inside of you. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you something, it is super fun 
when people really step into this, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. It just gets so much fun. It is absolutely energizing when you do something that people tell you cannot be done, and you prove them wrong, and you even sometimes maybe you prove yourself wrong. It is just uh, absolutely amazing, but it all starts with a mindset. You know, I think that's what we were getting at earlier is yeah. that you, know, you got to start right there before we start taking action. We got we to change what's upstairs. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Carl Jung said, uh, in, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. Mm-hmm. And people walk around all the time and they say, oh, well, if we didn't have any you know, bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck. And all of that is just being ruled by the unconscious. So until we really dig in on that mindset and get you thinking and changing, yeah, you know, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Well, I would just like to say for the record that a yacht would be just fine with me. Okay. I'll just talk to that right now. We, we, we can work to make that possible. Wait. Well, I, yeah, at least you have a lake to put a yacht on. I live in Columbus, Ohio. So, you know. <laughs> I do. But I mean, how do you, um, how do you start the process then? I mean, I don't want you to give the whole program away, obviously, but I mean, all right. So I, I know that I want to make some changes. How do you facilitate some of that? So it's really about having that first conversation where you get to the point you're ready to admit what do you truly want and people when you first ask that question they will tell you something that's kind of on the surface or around what they want but what I really bring to the table for them is that ability to wait them out and to hone in on you said this what would that mean in your life and when you start to dig and twist a little bit it gets uncomfortable for people but once they really sort of let it out because they've been holding it inside that's when the work starts and then we start on the mindset and we we go into how do we move from i'm possible or impossible to i'm possible which honestly you guys it's two little life changers. Mm-hmm. It's an apostrophe and a space. It is that easy and it is that hard for people. Now, it could be a total career change too. It's not just oh, yeah. money or things, right? I mean, what else can it be? Absolutely. It could be a career change. It could be the impact that you want to make in the world. So, you know, a lot of times we find people in the C-suite who it's not about money anymore. They have, they've done work that they love. Um, They've made it to the top. It's sort of like they've ticked off all the boxes that until you get there, you think are the most important. And then they start looking around and they go, well, this is success. What about significance? What about a legacy? What about helping others? And so this very same process works to help somebody, you know, at that level move out of just being successful for themselves and moving into really making impact and being significant in the lives of others. And we can do it on all levels, but sometimes it's easier to separate and focus. So you say, oh, I see. You know, in, in, when we're starting out, we're struggling to, you know, break that six-figure ceiling. We want to do this with our business. We want to, you know, there's kind of a pattern we go through. And then when you get, you get there where you thought there was, there's still more. And often that's an impact. Have you ever asked anybody uh, when, when they're setting what their goals are? And we'll, we'll, we're going to touch on goals because, like, you've got some good insight on that as well. Yeah. Uh, but you ever ask them that, okay, but what do you really want that seems impossible to you right now? Because it oh, seems I to me like that, the that's the threshold pretty much that, 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 that is a good personal goal. Anything else is just, you're, you know, you're, you're aiming too low. 
And it's, it's yeah, you can tick off a box, whatever, and achieve that success, something like that. But it, you got to aim a little bit higher and really work long and hard for it or whatever. And, so, and, it, and those are the things that seem really impossible, I, I think, at first. That's my experience. So what do you think? You're absolutely right, Lee. That's how it works. And that's why we have to do that initial really digging in and uncovering what is the kernel that you're not expressing on the first or second or third time that I ask you the question of what do you want? Because people will just kind of give those top layer answers. And you're right, you know, until you really get to the thing, you're also out of purpose. So yep. the thing that's at the very core, that's where you're going to find your purpose and your meaning. And everybody's searching for that. Why am I here? What's it all about? Right? At every level. And we just keep digging in and digging in and uncovering. So you're, you're right on target. You've got to get to what it feels. What's the big obstacle? What's the thing on the other side of impossible? That's the, probably the one you really want. The stretch goal is actually the goal. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In public relations, we used to call that with a new client, we call the, the big idea. What's the one thing you think that there's absolutely no way we're ever going to get? By the way, the main answer was usually, I want to be on the Today Show or I want to be in the New York <laughs> Times. You know, okay. But, but I, I, there were several times we got people on the CBS Morning mm -hmm. News or whatever. It was totally possible, even though yeah. for them it felt like, no, that's never going to happen for me. Exactly. You know? and, that's, and there's your barrier. So it's, it's, it's what I perceive as my barrier. That's what's going to stop me from ever even asking you, could I get on the Today Show, right? Because I just don't think it's possible. So it's, it's total mindset and uh, unplugging all of those impossibilities. Well, and, and, I was going to say, you, you said that your program would allow people to be terrified and feel the butterflies of excitement that they used to feel when they were pursuing the goals that they've checked off. And yeah. yeah, so we would get them to New York and they'd be in the green room at the Today Show and they were terrified. And it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We call that puke and tango. You want to throw up, but you keep on dancing. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, she's from South Carolina and she's a, she's a ball. <laughs> she's awesome. So, so ahead, you had mentioned barriers. It's like uh, goal setting is one of the barriers that you like to talk about, how, how people actually prevent themselves from achieving success by, by how they set the goals or the goals that they set. You want to give us some insight on that? Oh, dear Gussie, yes. So with goal setting, people make, when they're not hitting their goals, there are six mistakes that people make. And you don't even think about it because you just, you've, you've come up in society and you think this is how we set goals, right? And that's where you get into trouble, number one. So you use your senses, like what do I see, hear, smell, taste, right? Everybody knows them from being in kindergarten. But let me ask you guys, do you all know what the six intellectual faculties are? No. Yeah. I Lee, don't. how about you? Do you know? I try to avoid faculty unless I'm in training. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we Thanks have, for Audrey's husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a professor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we have our senses, though. You guys could have named them off if I didn't because you learned that in kindergarten. Right. But when it comes to the intellectual faculties, we use the wrong ones to set our goals. So, for instance, we have a reasoning faculty. Well, don't use that. We don't need reasonable goals. You guys just said it. You won't meet your goal if it's too reasonable, right? If it's possible, who's going to really stick to it? So what we want to do is to use the faculties of imagination and intuition when we set goals, because those are the two intellectual faculties that will help us to propel forward.
So that's, that's one of the six mistakes. Um, another one would just be setting a goal that you knew you could achieve. You just, yeah, I can do that. When the shit hits the fan, right? When you're really up against it and you're going for what you thought was your goal and it's too, you're like, well, I could, ah, I could do it. You just give up because it's too within your grasp. You're like, well, if I don't do this today, I'll still make it by the end of the year. Wrong. I feel like that's cheating. Yeah, it's, it's not, not really very fulfilling pleasant. even what you achieve. It's just a box you check off. Exactly. But you, you would be amazed, right? This is what I see all the time, um, particularly in businesses and corporations. Um, you know, well, let's, let's set the goal so we're going to look good at the end of the year. We'll just go, you know, X percent over. I mean, really? You, nobody's stretching for that. And there's a difference right there between leadership and management, right? Leaders have vision and they cast vision and big goals. And your managers are those who are like, well, if we just tweak the process, we can come out, you know, 3% better and then we'll meet the goal for the year, mm -hmm. right? Um, so another one of these is basing what you think you can do for your goal on a plan, so you guys deal with a lot of corporate folks, right? You've probably heard them say, yeah, we had the big meeting. We flew everybody in from around the country and we gave them these big stacks of plans and everybody went home with, you know, a six inch binder and blah, 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 blah. And everybody understands the plan, but they've lost sight of the actual goal. So when they get home and stuff starts getting tough and it's implementation time, they're like, well, the plan says we're going to do this what's the goal? I don't know what the goal is, but here's the plan. I got six inches in the binder and we get too attached to the plan. You never meet the goal when all you can see is your plan. Does that make sense? That's like yeah, the forest through the trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the fourth one is requ uh, requiring that you know exactly how you're going to get to the goal. If you already know how to get all the way to the goal, right? If you know every step, what's the fun in that? <laughs> I'm not sticking <laughs> like with that. that. Yeah, and particularly with my entrepreneur clients, I try to say to them, hey, suspend the how. Let's put how in a can on the shelf, and now let's just talk about what would light your fire? What's going to get you up out of bed every morning? Because if it's not good enough to get me out of bed because I'm paralyzed by, I don't know how, right? They're never going to get out of the bed. So we just suspend the how when we're actually setting goals. So this is only for goal setting. Goal achieving is a whole other ball of, mm -hmm. uh, ball of wax. Okay. Um, fifth one, you question, oh, y'all, this one's big. This is the mindset one. We question our right to be or do or have that outcome. Am I worthy? Yes. Boy, that one will stop you fast as lightning. And, and this is, again, that part of the unconscious mind where you don't even realize that you're questioning your worthiness, but you'll be like, oh, well, that goal seems a little too big for me, right? I don't think I can impact, you know, a thousand people across the planet and provide shoes for them, right? Maybe you're at that place of you want to make big impact. Mm-hmm. If, if a thousand, you know, if you don't, if you think, well, who am I to do that? Well, who, who are you? Yeah, to do that. Absolutely. Who do you need to become in order to do that? And that really leads us to the sixth mistake that people make. Because we think when we're setting our goal that the purpose of the goal is to get it, right? We think, well, my purpose here is to give those 
thousand pairs of shoes away or the purpose is to get the yacht, right, Audrey? <laughs> That's not the purpose of your goal. How, do you, how does that make you feel? How's it make me feel when they do that? No, no how's, it, it, <laughs> it's the, the purpose is not, you know, achieving the goal. It, it's mm -hmm. what, it, it's how you feel, you know, about either about yourself or, or just in, in general, I think when you achieve the goal, I think. Yes, yes. The goal is about can you become the person who's able to give those thousand pairs of shoes away? Mm -hmm. Can you become the person who's able to have the yacht? It is all about becoming who you are meant to be. Because what we know is if you're sourced with an idea, you are resourced to bring it to life. You don't get sourced with an idea without getting resourced, but you have to dig in and become the person who can overcome obstacles, who can ask the hard questions, who can, you know, step out in faith. That's the purpose of your goal, not some little thing you think you could do, you know? It's a whole other, different way of thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And this is what opens. This is when you become possible, right? When you go, wow, this is the life for me to step into fully so I can become who I was seated to be when I was born. So you've got me thinking about tying two, two things together. The first thing we talked about and last thing we talked about, which is difference between managers and leaders and mm -hmm. also about, about goal setting. And it seems to me that, that, that managers, when they set goals for improvement, they set incremental goals, but leaders set exponential goals. You're right on it. Absolutely. Big difference between leaders and managers. And yeah. you have this uh, saying that I really like where you talk about how managers, you know, get themselves frustrated is that they take actions. I'm paraphrasing now, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for incremental improvement or whatever, but they expect exponential improvement. You know, they, so that they, they do management and expect it to be to have the results of leadership. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. They're acting like managers and they're like, why don't I have the big accomplishments and the big impact and the big, you know, jumps in income or what, whatever you're or in service to people when you're really just managing? Well, you can't have a leader's outcome if you're going to act like a manager. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. I hope some in our audience will start to put their thinking caps on and say, you know what, I think that that's me. Now I understand the difference and I can move forward and go after what I really want. I think it's fantastic, Win. Uh, bsharp.us is your website. Wingodbold.com is for you. If you want to book Win as a speaker, uh, get a hold of her that way. And then I've watched your YouTube channel, and you've got a show called The Win Show. Yes, ma'am. Yes, on, which is very good. And your website also, I want to let people know, the listeners, has um, a series of videos called Small Nuggets, um, which I love, which are just little food for thought. What do you do, 90 seconds? The couple that I watch, they're wonderful. Yeah, under two minutes for sure. It's a small nugget for big impact. <laughs> well, big impact, big ideas here today, When It's been a pleasure. We really appreciate your thoughts. And uh, everybody, rate five stars. We have to say six stars for the, <laughs> for the guests because Wynn's been so great. ManageSmarter.com has all the shows on it. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell a friend about this podcast so we can get it far and wide. Wynn, thanks again. Thank y'all so much for having me here today. It's just been a blast. Y'all are awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.